This podcast is 100% a work of fiction, and while Tim Notary is a real person, everything else is made up on the spot, and anything resembling reality is just your imaginations. This show contains languages and situations which may be considered to be adults, so please consider yourselves to be warned. show. I am your station management host, Tim Notary. Let's try that one again, shall we? Welcome to Always Crashing and a Crash Pod Productions. I am a Crash Pod Productions station management, Tim Notary. It rhymes with Atari. I am here today to give you a special announcement declaring a emergency here at the Spatian, Spatian Earth, as we like to call it, HQ, a crash pod headquarters, a national emergency, a Spatian emergency, a national Spatian emergency that is global in scale, certainly humanitarian ramifications for it. Uh, The globe, as I last checked, affects all living and unliving and inanimate, inanimate creatures and objects. Anything that is part of creation is affected. It's a, it's a creation emergency. It's a universal, it's a universal emergency. It's a you, you emergency. Just like uh, the utopia that we try to make here at a crash pod. That same, the ooh, it's a ooh emergency. <clears throat> the the emergency, the final emergency. It's emerging. It's an emerging emergency, like a beautiful, disastrous butterfly from a cocoon of sh- of shit nightmare is plaguing us. And what's causing this is is that our host Tim Notary is uh, refusing to record anymore. Reports are that he has wrapped himself completely in tin to protect him from any gamma or radio rays or waves that he think might be projected at him. Let me clear my throat for a second. <clears throat> Sorry, I hope uh, we can edit that horrible sound that I just made out. But if we can't, I uh, encourage you to think about the own noises that your own body makes and paying more attention to them because they are important noises. Noises are a very important part of the process of creation. Well, that's, that was my emergency just to let you know that our, our, uh, the host of the show, uh, always crashing the podcast, um, is no, is, is no longer with us, but not in the sense that he has died, though certainly, I, I may reflect that on his performance review, uh, dead question mark, maybe put there if he doesn't show up. You'd certainly dead to me. I've, I've tried talking to his cousin who personally, I, I, while, while you may enjoy conversing with Terry, I find it 
tiresome and difficult to understand, but he does have an enjoyable voice, and people do seem to enjoy him, and I enjoy it when others find enjoyment, because that's all I care about is uh, net joy in the world. But to go back to this emergency that's that's spatian, at the spatian, uh, me is declaring spatian management. You folks will, will notice nothing different has changed. You can go about your daily lives uninterrupted because we here at a crash pod industries are handling it. <clears throat> our, our crash prod is, uh, we're reaching final manufacturing deals with our representatives in uh, countries where manufacturing happens fast and efficiently with a disregard to any byproduct or harm that may be caused because as I said, we are in a state of emergency um, and we need at least one, one operational prod to, to get our host back in line to finish out this wonderful marathon, this big, delicious avocado toast of a marathon that we are serving up to you, our show. And if, if it can't happen, as I, the, this, this emergence that has come out, I just don't want to live in that world anymore. Uh, but I have Terry here with me now. I will, I will be leaving, just getting up and walking out of the studio at some point. My message has been given. I believe that there is an emergency. Station management is handling it. We are in complete control all of the time. Just to give you folks a sense of the fate of the show, everything, the world's, the universe is in right now. I wanted to talk to Terry to get a sense on Tim, on Tim's state of mind. Well, uh, uh, thank you for having me, Mr. 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 Notari, uh, station management. I'm, I'm finally happy that we, uh, we can get to talk and meet face to face. Certainly not my pleasure, but it is a thing that is happening to me now. Okay, well, uh, yeah, you wanted me to talk about uh, Timmy's state of mind, and you know, I think he's he's fine. You know, he he he's into all of this kind of weird performance art stuff. You know, I think he's taking the show a little bit too seriously, trying to get into character. But you know, we're gonna get we're gonna get through this. Sorry, you know, when you made that throat sound earlier, it made me want to reflexively clear my my throat, but I. Uh, I held it in, and now I uh, I have a little tickle. <coughs> uh, the way that I clear my throat, it's very. I find that it, you said the way it is effective. While well, I'm slipping into your accent now, because you have an an an, an, an infectious timbre. I I noticed their station management a very infectious, soothing timbre that certainly calmed me down and lowered my my heart rate a few notches on the belt heart belt that i keep tied around my heart metaphorically speaking terry i uh, y- you know thank you for the insight into tim's uh, well-being but how how are we here at spatial management supposed to tell when the artist is part of his art or when he is he is merely gone perhaps over an edge and is now acting it out in reality Station management, uh, you can't. I mean, that's part of the. That's part of it, as far as uh, I understand, with my uh, art degree, the Philadelphia School of Arts and Sciences. 
oh, a kitty just came up and put its paw in my mouth, so I'm going to pet it. Um, Petting the kitty. Uh, so, you know, you just got to let these thing, things... we. <laughs> You just gotta let these things run its run its course. Uh, of course, a horse is a course of very very uh, delicious meat. I've eaten horse before. It's it's tasty, and I don't know why I'm talking about horse meat, but it's a good metaphor. Willie Nelson, famed uh, cowboy balladeer, he uh, does not enjoy it when the horses are eaten by the French. As far as I understand, uh, that's the farm aid bringing to the horse horses to protect them from uh, being eaten uh uh and you know that that's the same as tim's situation right now is is sort of imagine that that uh tim is uh willie nelson and his his mental health is a horse that is going to be eaten by the french now tim right now is doing everything in his power to protect that horse from being eaten again his mental health by the art the french represent art as we all know horses represent you know the body physicality so you'll you'll find that this this metaphor perfectly tracks well thank you thank you terry i certainly feel about the situation now i don't know if i'm better or worse but i certainly do feel something i'll just say that my my parents always taught me daddy station management and mommy station management taught me if you had nothing kind to say, uh, better to be thought a fool than than have the doubt reaffirmed. Because that's how I I feel about you right now, Terry. Well, okay, okay. Uh, that's not nice to know. Uh, um, I have uh, I have a kiwi uh, with me. Shall we Shall we get into that station man? I, I, who's hosting the show today? Am I co-host? Am I a guest? Oh, I'm done. I'm just going to meditate a little bit, and and then I'm going to go about my my day. I was sitting here contemplating the flavorful, here contemplating the flavorful coffee that I am sipping upon, mindfully thinking about where the beans came from, where the where the water was filtered where it was warmed up by electrons that started at the heart of creation. All of those things were going through my mind when you you rudely interrupted me. But I, I fault you for that not, for you are a human, and to err is, of course, the condition of living. Uh, human uh, Humans. To err is, is human. The old maxim goes, uh, fount of wisdom... Is a burden of bush. I'm going to resume meditating now, Terry. I do not wish to be interrupted again. I have said all that I have for this episode. It's not over. I want to make that clear to the audience. Uh, editors should not fade in with the theme song music at this point. I, again, am sitting here meditating, and I hope that Terry... We'll continue with uh, whatever the rest of the show he might have for us today. Okay, well, uh, the station management has turned the show over to me. Uh, so I am host, uh, host Terry. I, I, we're, I don't know how long we're into the show right now, but welcome to Always Crashing. 
Drive Time Talk Show for the on-demand internet age. I am your cousin host, Tim Notary. Uh, <laughs> I am your cousin host, Terry No Terry, and I um, uh, I am your cousin host, Terry No Terry. And uh, sorry, folks, for that uh, that emergency broadcast that I think we just received is what we're going to call it from uh, the up the higher ups, the mucky mucks up on the top of the uh, the the station is a word uh, that I don't enjoy to say, but I will I will continue to say it because if I if anything, I am a respectful a person. Without further ado, folks, I have our, our guest for today, uh, Kiwi Not. Uh, as you may remember from, uh, I, you know, before. Yeah, well, here, I'll, I'll do the introductions. I got my note cards here. Uh, uh, shuffling noise, shuffling noise, shuffling noise. Uh, so, Kiwi, Kiwi Knot is a uh, former sleeper agent. That's something that needs to be corrected, Terry. I, I, uh, there, are no, there is no such thing as a former sleeper agent. It's sort of like you either are or you, or you aren't. Even when you're not activated, you're still a sleeper agent. You're just not aware of it. I mean, there are some sleeper agents who get activated uh, and then don't. So, oh, okay. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, you're you're an expert in a lot of things. You have a lot of hobbies, uh, a lot of skills. But uh, something I didn't learn, you know, as as we uh, went went back and forth via encrypted tunnels and whatever VPN stuff you crazy folks set up for me to talk to you. I learned that you are a turtle earther. Surprise, surprise. You you believe in the, the turtle earth. Categorizing it as a belief is slightly insulting, but uh, yes, I am I am Kiwi, pronouns her, she. I, I am, in, in many respects, a renaissance woman, but... Most most importantly, you've come. You've asked me to talk about uh, Turtle Earth, and you said it's a belief. Uh, it's categorizing it as a belief is well. It's a mi- It's a minor minor insult uh, because it's a fact. It's a fact. We. It's it's not something we believe in. A belief implies that if if I stopped believing in it, it wouldn't be true. Much like the mortality of the fairy Tinkerbell. I don't need to continually clap to know that there are there there is a pillar of metaphorical turtles. This is another misunderstanding about the turtle earth. I, I you sent me the podcast. You described all the the different uh, the alternative models of the universe. We certainly follow fall into a geocentric model. You know, a long tradition all the way back to Plato and Socrates and Terry Pratchett put forth this wonderful idea about. Turtles all the way down. If if it's if it, what what does the turtle stand on top of? Well, it just continues to be turtles, and that's a metaphor. Well, the turtle earthers don't don't believe that Earth is actually held up on a pillar of turtles. We we mostly use that as a metaphor. Whoa. Okay. Well, uh, as loyal listeners of this show know, uh, we here at a Crash Pod uh, Industries uh, always crashing the podcast. Do love and understand metaphor completely and utterly and we use it properly at all times not just as a scapegoat but uh yeah so could you could you explain this 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 metaphor kiwi oh i would i would particularly love it's pretty simple you know the 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 story goes about geocentric model of the universe where we're the earth rests you know on some animals or some animals but eventually it it leads to a turtle there there's some where it's the just the turtle flying through space 
and, and someone asked, I believe it was Plato, but it could be Socrates, or maybe even Aristotle, perhaps Aristophanes, or uh, the hypotenuse man, Pythagoras, or any other Greek or Roman name. I think they're all Greek. They did it in the butt, is what I'm trying to say. It's who hated women. These misogynists, they, they asked, well, what's, what's, uh, what's the turtle on? Because it's like, oh, I'm going to pick apart your world's view with some dumbass question. And so they asked, well, what's the turtle on? And then if that turtle's on a turtle, then what's that turtle on? And a other misogynist, though cleverer and perhaps more feminine, uh, encapsulated from his femininity and out of touch from it, but, but certainly using that intuition, rightly said, it's turtles. It's turtles all the way down. And what he what he was saying by that was he was he was trying to elucidate infinity as a a concept to be used as a kind of lens through to look every, everything not just mathematics but everything and to see the the holistic universe as a continuum rather than a finite line starting and ending not looking at the world at some type of top and bottom or up and down hierarchy. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is to sit and watch these uh, these Factor of Ten videos. Do you know those, Terry? Uh, yeah, certainly. I uh, I I I, th- I think I it's every uh, it's a rite of passage for an artist, a designer, to make their make their own one. Uh, I've certainly not in, engaged in that endeavor yet. I uh, it's on my bucket list. If it's not there now, if I'm putting it, I'm putting it there now. If it wasn't there, it is there. Uh, that kind of that kind of thing, you know, uh, like Schrodinger's cat. I'm I'm keeping up with you completely. I'm following you 100. percent The factor of ten thing, the continuum. We start really small and we get really big. Well, yeah. See, that's just it, Terry. And on infinite scale, when you're looking, when you're measuring based on this concept of infinity, there is no biggest and there is no smallest. If you get really small, essentially it loops back down to the big. But so so by looking at these tiny tiny subatomic particles and quantum, we get a, a understanding of the larger, the workings of the larger universe and larger physical forces. And same, by looking out into the large universe, we get an understanding of those things which are smaller and closer to us. And so the turtle earthers sort of look at uh, earthly existence, the plane, as sort, of, as sort of the telescope itself. And the turtles are telescoping or microscoping uh, the Earth as a lens into whatever whatever the universe needs to observe. We are we are the universe looking at itself, a snake eating its own tail. So like the like the Uruburus. Uh, why so the wait? Why are you not the Uruburus Earthers? I believe that's one one of them. I didn't mention them. I don't think on the show, but I've certainly studied the Uruburus Earthers. Well, Terry, the the, the distinguishing factor between uh, the Uruburus and the Turtle Earthers is is really one of spirituality and science. Uh, turtle earthers really do come come from trying to explore the world in a scientific way. Uh, while Uruburus earthers, well, we do live in, we do have a very similar worldview, almost identical worldview. They prefer to pontificate uh, and meditate, not unlike your your friend who I overheard who was contemplating the, the meaning and the breadth and the depth of existence in his meditation. Uh, that's, that's certainly something an Ouroboros earther would uh, take up. 
Well, that's that's very fascinating. Uh, you know, I know I asked you this uh, last time, and we we talked about uh, it being a very private matter. But do you have any uh, projects you'd like to plug? Well, well, yeah, it is a, those those types of questions are private when when asked directly. But you asked me in this broad sense. Last time you specifically asked me for something identifying uh, and documentary and archival that could be could be kept about me time immemorial. And that's also another tenet uh, that attracted me to Turtle Earthers, is that we believe in the ephemerality. So the Urosburos Earthers uh, as well believe in this kind of fleeting ephemerality of life, and uh, while they take it more seriously in terms of how they destroy and take apart information, um, we don't go to such extremes. Uh, of course, language is just, just another lens by which we look through the world. So I guess that's what I want to plug. Information, information responsibility, informational health. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks to our, our guest, uh, Ki- Kiwi, Kiwi Not, K-O-U-G-H-T. Uh, it's a pseudonym, a deep web pseudonym at that, a dark web, deep web. I'm not, I don't think anybody knows the difference, but thank you to her for elucidating uh, on her work and her, 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 her place in the universe. And all that, and thank you, listener, for sticking with us through this marathon. Day six, we're on. We're approaching the finish line. If the show had a budget for licensing music, I would play a fun song right there that I love. Uh, maybe I'll hum it for you. Uh, I don't really miss the finish line. Yeah, miss the finish line. Yeah, uh, miss the finish line is tomorrow. We're coming at you. Uh, as I sign off with my sign-off, uh, please visit us at acrashpod.com. Uh, contact the show on Twitter at acrashpod.com. Uh, at acrashpod on Twitter.com. Dot com everything. A dot com world for you and for me. Uh, this has been a crash, always a crashing, the podcast. This is Terry signing off. Bye-bye. Is this enough? Uh, we got enough of this? Okay, I'm going to go have my lunch. Sorry. Yeah, sorry there, Nikki. The snake, the snake eating its own tail, Earthers.